Okay, I want to talk about the concept of the impersonating mind or minds, right? What I mean here is when our mind is pretending to be a different entity, trying to make us experience it as not mind, although it is mind, right? So it's sort of when the mind or minds go into ninja mode. And they, they don't want to be perceived as such. I have started experiencing this a number of years ago. It has accelerated a lot in the past two years to the point where now this is a very rich category of my life. The day-to-day fishing expeditions of awareness that I go. A lot of the awareness angling and fishing is bringing out in the net. Oh, there's a thing that pretends to be a fish, but it isn't. Again, especially as people start, and I started, to pay more attention to the mind. There's one beautiful, interesting thing about the mind, which is that when you start observing it with full awareness, it becomes very shy all of a sudden. It freezes oftentimes. It likes to run things. It does not like to be looked at while it runs things, right? It likes to be in the background, in the shadow. That's why for most people, probably they live their entire life never even realizing the difference between their mind and themselves. Because your mind is not you. It's part of you, but it's not you. That seems so obvious to people that have done some mindfulness work and that have paid attention. But to many people, this is a crazy statement. Like, how could my mind not be me? How's it even possible? Like when I think a thought, how could a thought be a separate thing from myself? Like that's just, it's me just being, but it isn't. Once you start paying attention to the mind or the minds as the multitude of different minds we all have, a number of things happens. And I really don't like the adversary framework of the mind is the enemy, ego is the enemy. You have to control the mind. You have to master the mind. If you want to master the mind, the mind is going to master the fuck out of you. Like that's, if you think you have mastered your mind, your mind has made you its bitch. And I have been in that situation. So I speak about myself here. I, at some point in my life, thought I had mastered the samurai sword of my mind. And it was then that it was, I was the sword that my mind had mastered and was swinging around. And I was so completely unaware of it. But once you induce more awareness in your life, the mind, since it is an incredibly creative force, an insanely creative force, the most creative force that exists as far as we know, it will adapt. It's an incredibly adaptive system. And so it will say, oh, you want to focus more on your, let's say, intuition? We can produce that for you. We can create intuition or something that's intuition-like. We will impersonate intuition. And we will do it because we know that intuition for you is being experienced as this strong sensation in the belly that bubbles up into a clicking feeling in the mind and an image. We know the formula how to cook that soup. Now, it's not intuition when we cook it, right? It's not intuition when the mind is doing it. But the mind knows how to create a sensation similar to intuition for you, a simulation of it, and then whisper into your ear, ooh, you should listen to this. This is intuition. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what you go, you go, I want to stop listening just to my rational thinking and I want to trust my intuition more. And the mind goes, nope, 
No problemo, senor. You know, this is what you want. This is what I'm going to deliver to you. And then it's going to deliver this and going to be whispering, it's intuition. Go after it. Don't question it. It's what you wanted. And people, we all will stumble and fall for it, right? We will, if we don't have a lot of awareness for it. The first time I fully experienced this in a very powerful way when I was going through this intense therapy session and I was having all these insights about the body, how important the body is, how powerful the body is and how much I neglected my body, not just as a tool to get my mind from point A to point B and not just as a vehicle for health and for like, I want to feel good and be healthy and then I want to forget about this thing because this is not really me. What's me is my mind. But when I realized my body is as much me as my mind and as little of me as my mind. My heart, my mind, my soul, my body, those are all in union me. And they all have the same wisdom. My body has as much wisdom as my mind. And in many ways, even much more so. So as I was thinking deep and deep about, wow, the body, I need to make the body have a bigger voice, have more voting rights, pay more attention to it. My mind first went into an instant panic mode really fighting it. Like I noticed, wow, my mind is really busy all of a sudden. My mind is going nuts. Wow, something here is scary. And then to shortly after, I started noticing how my mind was whispering, I think our body would like if we did this and this. And so the difference between feeling my body and hearing my mind tell me something about my body, it's a huge difference, but only with awareness. When you lack awareness, it seems like the exact same thing. All day long, you could be doing things and you could be convinced you're doing it for your body and because you're paying attention to the body and the body has no say in it, not whatsoever. It's all your mind impersonating the body. Same thing with the heart. So many times I hear people that say, you know, I, I want to be more heart-driven in my life. I want to listen more to my heart and not my mind. And then when they are explaining to me what their heart is telling them, it's so obvious that this is not the heart. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can just tell. The mind has very distinct patterns. It's like a leopard. You see a leopard pattern, no matter how much you try to convince you that it's a kitty cat, you're like, nah, normal cats don't have this sort of pattern. You know, no, no, don't worry. I'm a kitty cat. And it happens all the time. I mean, it is for me. I'll just talk about me for a second. My mind has impersonated my stomach, my gut feeling. It has impersonated my body. It has impersonated my heart. And recently, it's been impersonating God, right? And that was such a tempting thing. I noticed that from the get-go, that when I would have strong spiritual moments and feel a real communication or connection with something that was not me, that oftentimes my mind later would want to recreate that or force that to happen, or whisper, hmm, I think this is what the universe and God is telling us. And again, the only way to catch it is usually awareness. And it requires a, not just little, for me at least it requires quite a hefty level of awareness. My awareness level just drops a little bit. I'm confused instantly. I will instantly confuse my mind for these other things. It leaves a crumble trail. So even if you don't notice it as it happens, as you look back at what is just happening, you can tell by the pattern, you know, what it truly is. Because there's a big difference and oftentimes, let's say for most people, these other modalities that we're looking for, like saying, I want to listen to the intuition of my body or the wisdom of my body. I want to listen to my heart, want to listen more to God, or I want to listen more to my spirit. You know how you'll know if any one of these is really guiding you is by paying attention how calm the path has been that you've been going. 
And if recently this path is kind of jittery, tense, a little confused, a little hyperactive, it usually is the mind. The mind is all of that. Our bodies, I mean, I should not speak generally, my body, for all its shortcomings, is never jittery. I could imagine some people being at a place with a body where the body is very sick or very toxic or is, you know, in a very bad place. And then you would first have to like clean if you can and heal and have your body in kind of a, a calm, steady state. But for me, my body is never creating confusing messages and it's never creating tension. It's never creating stress. The body's never giving me directions that are tensing me. They're always relaxing me. Even if it is, let's go and work out really hard. It's effortless. It's like, yes, go. It's always the mind that's like, oh, you should be working out more and, you know, da, 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 and blah, blah, blah. it's a mind thing. The mind has a certain quality to it, especially when it's impersonating and trying to pretend to be somebody else. It's between the lines. You kind of can feel, hmm, something is not right. Can't put my finger in it, but something is right. And then especially intuition, your heart, your soul, God, all these things. Think about all the times that has happened in your life. The experience is always it clicks, always an image, clarity, light, the waves part and there's a path. There's, like when you really have a moment of intuition and a moment of strong insight that is received, it's crystal clear that when you go, yes, this is the way. When the mind is trying to impersonate, it's never that. It's always a little bit more labored. It's always a little bit more pushed. It's always a little coming from lack, from why isn't things going the way I'd like them to go? Oh, our intuition says we should do this. This is not how intuition works. Intuition is not problem solving in real time. It's not, mm, I don't know what to do about this problem. Boom, you have an answer. Ooh, I don't feel that well. Boom, you have an answer what to do next. That's not how these things work. That's how the mind works. The mind is a channeling Swiss army knife. You know, you go, this is my little problem and the mind attacks. So it can be caught in the act by either having very high level of awareness and paying attention. Is there a whisper in my ears? Is there a voice that is saying things to me? Is it something that is being generated up in my head from a sensation point of view? Or is it something that seems like swells up? Is it something that flows up, swells up in my being that I receive that feels like a download or that feels like something that's bubbling up and then pops the surface? There's that. And then the other difference is, how linear is this? Usually I find that our heart, like when we ask, oh, I want my heart to tell me what to do in these matters of love, let's say. The heart can't answer directly. Like, it's, this is not how it works. You can't just put it on a stand and be the inquisitor that goes, heart, tell me, what should I do about this love thing? And the heart goes, okay, well, my honest, I swear to God, my honest opinion is you should do this. Are you sure, heart? Yes, that is my, God is my witness. This is what I say. This is not how it works. The mind doesn't communicate directly. Your instincts won't always communicate directly. Your intuitions, your insights, God, your spirit, these things come to you when you've relaxed and you're open enough in a state to receive, but they don't come on demand. These things are like wild animals that you've developed a friendship with. They live in nature, in the forest. And you know that when you go to the forest and you're relaxed and you chirp, maybe this very gentle thing will come out of the forest and make itself seen. Maybe it'll come and pick up the food that you brought. Maybe it will interact with you a little bit, but maybe not. It's not your house cat. You can't make it do things. It doesn't live with you. You can't pick it up and take it from one room to the next because now you want the cat to be in that room. This is not how these other modalities work. They're much 
freer from us. They're much wilder and they can be received. And you can cultivate a relationship where more often than not, when you need them, they'll come. But you can't force it and demand it. So when people go, you know, I have this problem and I sit down and I just focused on my heart. I did a heart meditation. I was like, heart, tell me what to do. And my heart told me, you should do this and you don't like that. And that is the right answer. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I wonder, was that your heart or was that something else pretending to be your heart speaking to you? And it's fascinating. I mean, I really, again, some people will hear this and think, oh, my new task is to become more clever than my mind. That's not going to work. Your mind is more clever than you. You can't control the mind. You really can't. Just like you can't control a hurricane or a massive wave. You can write it. You can channel it. You can calm it. In some cases, you cannot control it. So don't try to fight against your mind. You will lose. Your mind will love it. Part of the mind will love it to go, we're going to war against ourselves. And that's going to create all kinds of stimulating turmoil in the mind and all kinds of cat and mouse. And the mind's going to be very, very busy and happy with it. Just very happy with it. But you're not really getting anywhere. So I don't like to see my mind as an adversary that I have to master or overcome or surpass but more like this very creative, very powerful, really beautiful, also somewhat wild, but in a different way animal or being or entity that needs a light to shine on it to really behave at its best and to really know what it's doing and what it wants and what it doesn't want. Like it needs that to be its best version. And that light is my awareness. So I have to practice a high level of awareness and presence to see my mind, to notice and realize and recognize my whole being. How does my body feel in this moment? How do I breathe? What's the quality of my thoughts, the intensity, the, the frequency, the, the, the tone, the texture of my thoughts? How does, do I feel my heart? Do I feel my heartbeat? Do I feel emotion in my chest? Being in touch and having enough awareness to hold all of you, all of myself, that is my daily practice. That's the work. That is the work of living, right? That is the practice. And most of the time I fail at this. I'd fail at degrees. Very rarely did I find me mastering a moment fully. And those moments are beautiful. That has happened. It's only been moments, you know, but that's the work. But I'm not even sure that most of us are aware how clever our minds are and that they impersonate things. They will adapt. It's the most adaptive part of our being. It will adapt to whatever we throw at it. And when we, usually when people go through paradigm shifts that they think, oh, I want to not be as busy in my mind. Now their mind becomes all busy about not being busy. Oh, I need to not be busy. I need to calm down. Let's make a hot tea. And then after the hot tea, should I meditate or should I do yoga or should I go on a walk? I probably should do all four, but I don't have the time. Should I do just one thing? And in some skewed way, in that moment, that human thinks I am working on calming the mind. But there's no real work in calming the mind that is happening. The mind is just as active as ever before. It's just now in the topics, the costumes are about being silent, you know, being calm, but it's the same theater. And it requires that level of awareness to even notice that. So I think a little interesting challenge here, I'm going to keep coming back and reporting on what I learned about this, you know, because it is very enlightening, very fascinating. And I'm constantly surprised about how much this occurs and how on top I have to be to really notice. But I think it's an interesting question to pose to oneself. Hmm, 
tomorrow, I might pay a little attention to can I ever catch my mind or can I ever realize my mind or see clearly how my mind is pretending to be something it's not. Sometimes it might not be the heart, the God, the thing. Sometimes it might just be something else. Like some people will say, I don't want to be angry anymore. I just don't want to be angry. And then maybe your mind will adapt to this and go, oh, we're not going to be angry anymore. We're now going to impersonate anger as peacefulness. But the peacefulness you'll experience is going to be a very tense peacefulness. It's going to be like, I'm going to be totally okay with this. I'm going to be totally fine. I think that the right solution is to smile. So I'm going to smile. And I think that I'm going to forgive this person. Let me think about, yes, I forgive you, Ramin, for being terrible and not being a good friend. I am forgiving you. This is my forgiveness. I heartfelt forgiveness for you, Ramin. And they'll stop this. I mean, you know, obviously, this is a little cuckoo, but we will do this, all of us, thinking, wow, I'm really peaceful. I've had all these peaceful thoughts, right? My mind is practicing loving and acceptance. Oh, I've been practicing acceptance lately. Really? Yeah. How is it working for you? You know, I find it not that hard. That's the first clue. You know, when you practice these things and you don't find them that hard, that is your clue. I've tried to practice forgiveness and complete acceptance and it's kind of easy. You're in trouble. Like, so already, I can already give you a stamp on this that you're in trouble if you're experiencing these things as easy transition. I was really angry now. I'm really, really peaceful all the time. Hmm, interesting, with no trouble. So it might just be, is my mind sometimes impersonating a different type of thinking or emotion, but underneath it's really not. That transition from being under the illusion of the mind being something else versus actually experiencing it, to me, feels like going from a place you know, like your home, into an infinite unknown vastness. Almost as if you're from the comfort of your home into outer space. And initially, it feels terrifying, especially before and while you are transitioning. But once you're there, you feel more at home than you felt at home. But then bringing back that into your home is the next big challenge. Yeah, how beautifully put. This, to me, resonates very strongly when it comes to the tapping into the universe, the source, God, whatever you want to call it, like when you have these, when you're the receiver of a message or an insight, it has this quality. You can sense this was not born within me. This comes from somewhere else. Yeah. This I did not create. I did not put together in my own mind. This I received. It feels very different from the thoughts and ideas that we generate within ourselves. But at the same time, it does not feel unfamiliar. It feels more familiar than our own body and our own mind. It feels more true than our day-to-day -day truths, which makes it so beautiful. This is, for instance, very different for me from the sensations my body is giving me. Like, my body is very in the here and now. It's very close. My body might be so close to my core that the hardest thing is to not constantly overlook it because it's sort of a quiet, very close, quiet entity. So when you're not quiet enough and when you don't look inside, you will always miss it. And so the question, how have I been breathing the past minute, is an illuminating question, right? Put this in on your alarm on your phone. Make your phone alarm go off at seven random times in the day with a question, how have I been breathing in the past 10 seconds? And get enlightened by how little 
of a clue you have. The moment you get that notifier, now you're going to start paying attention. And however you're breathing now is probably how you were breathing a moment ago. It's not that difficult when you're breathing and your being is more relaxed. You could even deepening your breath. But sometimes when your being has been very tense for an hour, even when you read the reminder, breathe deeply, you'll find it much harder to breathe deeply, right? Because your whole nervous system has been tightening and tightening and tightening like a screw over the past hour, maybe over the past month. And now you go, go loose little screw and it's like it's not effortless like I'm very tightly screwed in I can't just instantly be loose so the paying attention to breathing paying attention to posture really receiving sensations Ooh, my lower back is tingling a little bit is like uncomfortable tight Ooh, my shoulders are crouched Ooh, my face is tense Ooh, my chest is depressed Ooh, my legs this is something now I notice this all the time I used to have this when I was younger, this, you know, when you bobbling with your feet. And now I see this sometimes, I talk to somebody on Zoom, and if they have the camera at a certain angle or on a FaceTime call, you can see they're talking to you and something is vibrating or jiggling or jumping and you can tell, oh, they're like, whatever it's called, they're like, you know, jumping their leg, their knee the entire time. There's an incredible nervousness and people will notice this about themselves and pay zero attention to this. I did this myself. I would notice, mm, I'm doing this with my leg, but there was zero translation in my mind. You are nervous. Maybe your body wants to run away. Maybe you want to run away from this very moment. Maybe you have a energy that's not being channeled correctly. Something is not okay right now. This is not a normal thing. For your legs to be running while you're sitting is not everything is all right. Something isn't all right. And uh, you just are not paying attention to it. So different things, and I'm assuming for many people, there will be some variety in how people really know that it's true for them versus ways that they would know that it's false. It's a very personal texture. Some things probably are overlapping for all of us, but you have to go on that discovery of your whole self inside of yourself. Like you can't make that discovery through somebody else's body and mind and soul and heart, right? You have to make it through you. We can all inspire each other by sharing our insights, but work will always be inner work. The noticing will be an inner noticing. And it is a balancing act that will go on for life. This is not terrible news. This is the beautiful dance of life, the beautiful, magical art of living. And when we get delusioned about, oh, I'm going to master this too, and then it's going to be off my checklist. That's again, that was not your heart or God speaking or your intuition. <laughs> that was another entity that was telling you, we can check this off a list, right? And then we're done with this. No, you're not. And that's not bad. That's maybe a gift, maybe one of the most powerful gifts we have. So pay attention to your mind the next couple of days and see not if it is impersonating other entities at times, but how and which you can see, because it is. I mean, it's guaranteed it is, uh, especially if you start paying attention to it, then it will have to, right? And don't try to control that. Don't judge it. Just notice. Just be curious about it. It's been a ton of fun for me and very enlightening. Very, very enlightening.